0: The time is 5:59, and you're listening to KBOO Portland. If you tuned in to listen to Cutie Pock Talk, we'll be playing uh, September's episode uh, from earlier, earlier this year, so stay tuned. Only at KBOO.
1: Hi, I'm Eiley with the Oregon Cultural Trust. As a KBU donor, I know my gift
2: supports access to great programming for everyone in Portland. Access to cultural programming is why KBU receives grants from the Oregon Cultural Trust. And you can help. When you make a gift to KBU, make a matching gift to the Oregon Cultural Trust by December 31st. Then you can use the cultural tax credit next year to reduce your state tax bill it's true. And it's how KABU supporters guarantee access to cultural programming in Portland and all around the state. Visit culturaltrust.org today to learn more before December
3: 31st.
0: In Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. to hear Rose City Native Radio with your host, Jackie Malstrom. Rose City Native Radio is a new public affairs program bringing you local and national native issues and native contemporary music. You can find more information about the show online at KBOO.FM or find us on Facebook at Rose City Native Radio.
4: we make good
0: kboo portlander in our membership drive and come up right now cutie pop talk
2: oh my goodness here we are
0: it's tuesday
2: it is, it's 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 tuesday all right september 19th uh 1817 <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, Toads my goats. And
0: on that note, let's introduce and welcome everybody to Cutie yeah. Pog Talk. where We invite you to sit down and listen to what's happening here in our queer and trans community here in Portland. I'm Darian Jones. I'm Zalazel Smarshot. And we're here with our special guest tonight... Marquis, hello. Hello, hello. Marquee. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for coming. Yeah,
0: thanks for joining us tonight. Um, and just to give our listeners a little preview of what's going on. So tonight's episode is kind of going to be centered around, you know, kind of deconstructing that Portland nice and like also like what that culture looks like in our community mm. and how, you know, the queer community actually works and the expectations we set upon ourselves and really around the FEM people in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so in short, it's kind of going to be an episode to serve as a forum for us community members to kind of discuss what's going on and what's impacting us here in Portland. Um, So you know, if you have questions and you want to actually ask us things too, we'll be looking for your posts on our Facebook feed live via message and on our wall.
2: We should also mention it's a special membership drive.
0: Is it the special membership drive?
2: I mean, every episode that we do is very special. I but think this is extra <laughs> special because it's a
0: membership drive. <laughs> what so, Zellis? Can you tell me what happens during these membership drives?
2: I lose my mind pretty much. Is what
0: happens. Oh, you seem like you've got a lot of energy right now, rallying around.
2: I do. I'm really, uh, really good at being that black hole sun.
0: <laughs> oh my, that's a great song. <laughs>
2: that's a great song, and then getting it done. But it's, uh, I. You have to implore listeners. We, um, we couldn't do it without you. So you will be. You know, interrupting from time to time with our beautiful, awesome pitch people. We have Emma Lugo from Transpositive, who's pitching today. Love Emma. Awesome. Um, So definitely show Emma some love and KBU some love and QTPOC Talk some love by uh, picking up those phones. um, And also, you know, or going to the website and clicking on the big blinking button that says donate. But, um, yeah, let's get to it. Apart from that, we want to... Who wants to delve into the subjects we were talking about today who wants to go
0: access people of color here truly um and like if we want to start somewhere real simple let's start around tipping and yes we were okay. talking
2: about the tipping culture here uh, several weeks ago we and, were yes uh you keep going and i'll tie off of it
0: well it's just kind of interesting kind of thinking about how folks um we have these expectations in our mm-hmm. culture around like tipping where like mm-hmm. I have totally been a server, and I love when people tip me. Someone has also tipped me nothing, too. Um, which is really shame, yeah, <laughs> which is an, an often thing it's that happens. not you. No, yes, yes, me, I don't know if it was just that smile was too bright, <laughs> oh you know, God. I don't know what it <laughs> too was. Too wide. <laughs> too wide and oh that brown God. skin, but oh um, it's interesting when I go out to places how I found that folks like have an expectation mm-hmm. for like me to tip or what I'm tipping mm-hmm. or this whole thing where people are like looking at my ticket, which mm-hmm. is just so weird and it just feels like an invasion of privacy, mm-hmm. like I had a friend who would literally take my receipt and look at it, and <gasps> then tell me if I that tipped this so person tri-fi. enough or oh, not.
2: You know here. what? I had friends like that, and they're not my friends anymore. Yeah, it was That's uh, really uh, how I deal I, with that.
0: This, yeah, like I'm if I'm
2: like listen, Bish,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, who,
2: it's, do you, who do you think you are? It makes people uncomfortable, procure? right? Yeah. And
0: then you have <laughs> <laughs> folks who are like, well, if people can't tip, they shouldn't go out at all. And I'm like, wow, that's right. a lot of privilege. Yeah. And it oh, comes God. from yes. a really interesting space. And then, yes. you know, sometimes I'm out and I'm like tipping at, um, you know, the, the crisp. You've been to Crisp Salad Bar? Mm-mm. It's Crisp Salad okay. Bar. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like... It always gets me too because like when you go into places, people are like, You need to you need to tip five bucks all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. No, I this don't This is think like so. a twelve dollar salad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: let's really think about that. And so as like a um, person of color, I have found that even when I interact with folks who are like at restaurants, they set this expectation, this game with me where it's like, Oh, you're not gonna tip me, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna give you good service mm-hmm. or oh, I'm not gonna give you any good service at all because I just don't like you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or they set false expectations. And mm. so it's interesting kind of going out and trying to navigate the space as, like, a person of color with restaurants. And, like, you know, I have found now where, like, I just – I've set this minimum where, like, you can't like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I don't tip 20% minimum, people are going to judge me. And if I, you know, l- actually have terrible service, people – I feel the expectation to still even tip even though it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I feel empowered to call awful servers out. Like I know Absolutely. what spurred this conversation was when we were out, you and I, during the yeah, day. And I know. I was really tired that but, day. Yeah, that was. And an I feel night. like many servers are predatory. Yeah. <laughs> and that if you are exhausted, and se- I see, I've not, I've, not touched, I've seen it happen too, where you're of color, and it's almost like some servers just want to take advantage of that and this person tried to charge me for an extra drink remember that right yeah and it was, first of all a really crappy drink like it was it was a really awful um, and yeah. then i was like oh, i don't really want it actually and um she, she didn't take it back and then gave me the check like well and i was like excuse me i <laughs> I asked for this to be taken off of the ticket. She goes, well, you drank a lot of it. And I was no, like, actually, uh, no, I didn't. didn't, I said, because it was still pretty full. And I was no. like, so I'd really appreciate it if you just walk that back to the bar and take that off immediately. And she did, you know, her horsey ponytail it flip was... and walked oh, very back. Relaxed. Walked back. Yeah, very but relaxed. I have to give public props to Darren, who I was like, Darren, I'm so tired. Like, usually I would just be on this. He's like, you have to do it. You have to. I was like, you're right. You're right. Even though I'm exhausted and she's picking on me, I gotta gotta do that. Um, and she came back. There is a happy ending. Like, I guess I earned some sort of respect because now she doesn't bother me like that.
0: And- oh yeah, you've gone back and you have the same person. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's good. But
2: there's that aspect. Um, yeah, and then there's the reality of like, you ch- tipping is the tipping is supposed to compliment somebody. On their service, yeah, absolutely, you know, and now I feel like there's just tipping everywhere, and it's a total class war, mm-hmm, you know, like tip the newspaper mm-hmm. person, tip and, the boutique that you buy your t shirts you know? at, tip the get your up and batai guy, like whatever.
0: Tip k boo,
2: tip k boo, that's right. On that note, we god, we could just go on and know what we yeah. have to go to our awesome pitch people, take it away. Ma.
3: Great, and we are back here in Membership Central, um, and we just want to talk to you for about three minutes here, um, in between Cutie Pop Talk, about why it's important to give to Kebu. And uh, I think I'd like to start first by just, you know, kind of bouncing off of this discussion that was going on about tipping, and um, you know, the, the the if if you. Tip your server yeah. if you if you provide you know a little extra something to someone that you've given service uh, who's given service to you um, you know it's it's important if you think of Kabu the same way Kabu is is this community service we we serve you every day we we give you great news programming uh, we we try to follow principles of beloved community uh, we're really working hard every day to inform you to educate you to entertain you. And, um, and so we're asking you uh, right now to give back if you can. Um, you know, w- one of the things that people are doing right now is they're giving just $10 a month. Um, if you give $10 a month, that's uh, just $120 a year. And um, it makes such a difference to our community. If you listen to Cutie pock Talk, if you listen to the Queer Programming Block, um, I know that you 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 are someone who cares about the queer community. Uh, if you're listening to Cutie Pock Talk right now, you're someone who really wants to know, uh, what do people of color have to say? Uh, how, how does our principles of beloved community really play through? Is KABU being real? Is it being authentic? And I really hope it is. And if you believe that KABU is trying to um, you know dismantle white supremacy, if you think that we're trying to uh, make genuine efforts to to uh, to heal this community um, and try to deconstruct white supremacy, uh, give us a call right now. Our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. Um, if you could just give $5 a month, that's only $60 a year. $60 is, um, for most people, that's probably something that they could afford. And um, our goal for this hour is $160. So that's not too bad of a goal. I think that we can definitely reach it. And the good news is we're only on day five of our pledge drive, and we're already almost halfway to our goal. So this is, like, so exciting for me as someone who I serve on the finance committee at KABU. And it's really important to me that KABU uh, goes into its 50th year, um, you know, in the red with... Um, Okay, great. Well, just uh, I've just been told we're just about out of time for this break, so if you can give us a call at 877-500-5266. We've got lots of people here ready to take your call, and uh, you can also donate online at kboo.fm. And uh, please, please give. Thank you.
1: i been food service for, you know, a long time, and uh, people definitely feel some type of way uh, about tipping, especially in regards to, like, for me as a server, like, I will give you great service off top and I'm not necessarily worried about how much of a tip I get because I'm still getting a paycheck right Mm -hmm. but it definitely comes a time where I've given great service and I've gotten like two dollars or next to nothing on like really big checks Mm -hmm. and I used to work at this place It was run by this amazing queer woman and she told us off top like look people come in here and they don't treat you with respect they don't tip you you just have free range to like let them have it you know (laughs) and so I've literally worked shifts with girls at this place who uh, you know they would give great service and get nothing for a tip or like you know a dollar and fifty cents and I've watched them take the dollar and fifty cents run out and give it back to people so it's like this thing where I don't think Because I'll go out and I'll eat somewhere and I might not have enough to tip. I'll still eat and I won't feel no way about it because that person's still going to get a paycheck. I need to get fed. So <laughs> I, it's, I definitely agree that it has become this like classist thing to like expect yeah. someone to tip you a certain amount of money to the point where I've even seen places that have like, a percent like the percentage no, like laid yeah. out for you already mm. i'm like mm, this is mighty presumptuous Mighty presumptuous. <laughs> yeah. Right. like so. don't
2: come around here unless you, you have the exactly you know, yeah. i just really hate that like i grew i was the government cheese and tater tots generation like you yeah. know like <laughs> straight up Some before they cheese. killed the whiz <laughs> just like the only good thing about being the welfare rat but um <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, this idea of, okay, well, you better, well, then you should, if you want to eat out, then you better be in that position to even eat out. Right. It's like, yeah. listen to what you're That's saying. So unfair. It's the food. It's kind of unfair. And also well-being and none of your, your business. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way where it's, you know, um, it's about eating. <laughs>
0: Truly. <laughs> it's about
2: eating the food. And I don't think it should be expected. And also just, I just don't think there should be... It's totally a class situation. And, and then you add to the intersection of um, the reality of African Americans and how l- little mm-hmm. we're making. And it's blaming a whole populace an mm-hmm. other populace, you know, uh, out, you know, anywhere for their plight. Like, shame on you that you can't give me 25% gratuity mm-hmm. or 15% gratuity when you're talking about cultures that are making ridiculously low amounts poverty level per hour if that you know of money it's just incredible I just so opposed to that and I think it's a really it's totally like a class learned idea like I grew up like you know with family saying like you don't have to tip like it is if you have it and it's nice and they did a good job then yeah but you're not nobody's entitled to tip and if you got served a horrible deal then don't because that's you giving the message you need to really up it a bit you know Mm -hmm. but I think that we talked about this gray area a couple weeks ago Darian where it's like how do you you know I feel like there's those of us that I think frankly are of color and understand that um, not everybody but many and then there's I swear the most of the grief I've gotten is not from of color servers, mm-hmm. most of the time no. it's just they're hipsters that are just like, "You're gonna give me that five right. dollars," <laughs> and I'm like, "So you can go out and buy another Beyonce hat knockoff? No, I'm oh, not gonna no. do that. Let yeah, support I went there. The queen. That's right." <laughs> <laughs> No,
0: I'm not gonna do that, but um okay. No, I mean I, I totally agree with <laughs> that. Like, were like a lot of the <laughs> expectations that are placed are just kind of like ridiculous when you think about it. And I don't know if I've shared this story, but like my first memory of a tip was at a Shoney's in the South. And Oshoneys. it's a memory because I didn't know what tipping was and I took the money off the table and brought it to my parents and I was like, You forgot your money and they were like, No.
1: Darn we didn't. <laughs> and so we we'll put the money back on the table.
0: Well, then. it's a cultural <laughs> thing and a cultural norm yeah. too, where you know I was like a child before I actually really experienced a restaurant eating out, mm-hmm. and so um, it's just odd to think about how these things, which you can learn as children, kind of can play out into your adult livelihoods here. And essentially, like in Portland, nice. I mean, this is you know just one facet, and we've st- started on tipping. We could just have a whole show on tipping mm-hmm. you now. It's,
2: it's a big deal. It's totally a class war.
0: Well, it is a class mm-hmm. war. I mean, there's no denying it. Um, You know, there's a few places where you, you can... You, there's not actually any places you can go in the city. I don't think that you aren't... Tip, you can't tip. Have like, you know ever
2: noticed those? Sometimes they just include it anyway. Like, if you're going to a food cart and then you're checking out and then there's the whole, like, would you like to tip? And they and they can customize it. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. The first time I saw that, I was like, this is kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, putting somebody on the spot not all, not everybody has that and I know it's at the discretion it's at each uh, restaurateur's discretion mm-hmm. whether or not they put that on there but some of them like they'll you know they'll have that prompt come up and then some of them have um, like options in there so yeah. you know and I'm just thinking that's really interesting that that would be on there I, I I feel more okay tipping my food cart people because a lot of them are like people of color oh, that, red. I do. Mm-hmm. and it's really hard to make a good buck at that but um I, I've often, I've, I've experienced differences between like uh, the tipping culture here and the tipping culture in the South where I'm from, where I feel like there's a more of an understanding about that um, here. I feel like it's really, really uppity. Really, well, really is, bad.
1: People expect it. Here. Yeah, people for are, almost like, anything. And they will treat you mm-hmm. in any kind of way up until it's time for them to get that tip and then like. Oh thank you so much. Right. Oh thank how
3: you
2: was so everything? Much. Yeah. I hate that the <clears throat> least.
1: I was out one time with my mom and oh and we um we got our meal and the our server was just like not treating us very well. And uh, uh, my mom had asked for, like, a water or something, and she still had not given it to us, still had not given it to us. And finally, another server came and, like, helped us out, and I, our original server came back, and she was like, oh, um, did so-and-so help you out? Oh, she's always got my back. And my mom audibly goes, and she's going to have your tip, too. T- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just because, she, you know, she hadn't taken care of us in in that way, but she's ex- still, I could tell, was expecting
2: yeah.
1: us to tip her out really great.
2: God. Okay, on that, now we got to go back to Emma to take us
3: into our pledge drive. And uh, we are here in Pledge Central. Uh, we have lots of, lots of folks here ready to take your call. And the good news is that we are almost halfway to our goal of $105,000 for this pledge drive. And the way that we reach our goal is just one step at a time, one drop of water at a time. Um, one gift at a time. And so we're just here right now to talk to you for a few minutes about why it's important to give to KBOO. Um, I know that if you're listening to this program right now, that KBOO programming matters to you. Uh, you probably listen to KBOO a lot. Maybe you have it on while you drive home from work. Maybe you have it on while you're listening, uh, while you're at home having dinner. Um, there there might be lots of times when you listen to KBOO. And so is always giving to you uh, as a community station, we we really want to serve our community, and and that's you. And right now is the time when we ask for you if you can please give back. Um, And there's lots of ways that you can give. Uh, You could just give a one-time gift if you can afford $25 or $35. uh, You could also make a monthly gift, and that's really what we prefer. Um, I can tell you as a member of the Finance Committee that what I've seen is that the sustaining memberships where people give like $10 a month or $15 a month really make the difference. That's what, that's what really keeps our station going. So if you can think about giving uh, a monthly gift of, say, $10 a month, um, now is the time to do it. Give us a call, 877-500-5266. And I want to let you know about a couple of things that uh, are kind of an incentive that we're offering to people who uh, would like to give. Uh, one of them is we're giving the uh, $10 a month KBU exclusive membership. Uh, this is a USB drive and it has all this amazing audio on it. It's got, um, uh, Susan Faludi, Margaret Mead, Pete Seeger, Paul Robeson, WB Bois, Dick Gregory, Stokey Carmichael, Eldridge Cleaver, John Trudell from AIM, Vanana Shiva, Cornell West, Cornell West was just speaking the other day, um, Noam Chomsky, Glenn Greenwald. It's an amazing audio drive that will keep you uh, informed and will keep you inspired for for di- for you know, you could listen to this for days. There's so much on this. It's amazing. And uh, this is a gift that we're only giving to people who uh, become sustaining members. Uh, that's if you can give $10 a month. Now $10 a month is uh, $120 a year. And that may seem like a lot, but when you when you break it down month by month, $10 is is um you know maybe that's what you make in one hour working or maybe it's only half of what you make who knows um, but if you can give one hour's wages uh, whatever your wages are like i work uh, i'm a, i'm a direct support provider so i make like $12 an hour so if i give $12 an hour that's $150 a month and i'll tell you we have 5000 members at Kabu if every member just gave one hour of work uh, a month then we would be way, way over our pledge, pledge drive goal right now. So if you can give us a call, our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. And I've been listening to QD POC Talk. It's one of my, my favorite programs on KABU and it's inspired me to look up a few Angela Davis quotes that I wanted to share um, to help you think about why it's important to give to KABU here's one from Angela Davis we have to talk about liberating minds as well as liberating society and I think that that's uh, you know what we're doing right now here at KABU and what we're doing uh, what Cutie Pock Talk is doing they're helping to get you some information get you some education and you know give you a perspective that you may not hear on another radio station here in Portland and this if you value this community service if you value KBOO if you value hearing these voices give us a call right now. Call us at 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. Um, and a uh, pledge right now to Kebu. Here's another one from Angela Davis. Racism in the first place is a weapon used by the wealthy to increase the profits they bring by paying black workers less for their work. That's Angela Davis. And this is what's this is part of what they're talking about on Cutie Puck Talk, queer and trans people of color talk. It's really KBU has a mission of beloved community. Uh, we want to go we, we want to go by twenty twenty, we want to get there. And um, and but in order for us to get to 2020, we need people to give every 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 year. Uh, we're coming up on our 50th anniversary, and it's really exciting. Everything right now that's happening at Kibu is really exciting. And part of the reason that we're able to make all of this happen is through your gifts, through your donations. So if you can give us a call right now, our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877 And if you don't want to call over the phone, you can also give online. You can donate at kboo.fm. It's really easy. Just go to kboo.fm and you can give online. And that's also a great way to give and to support uh, this great work that's happening at KBU. Great programming like Queer and Trans People of Color Talk that you can hear every other week. It's just amazing. And uh, so we're going to go back to that show right now. Uh, but please, if you can, give us a call right now and show that you support this program.
0: <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Cutie Pop Talk, folks. Um, I'm Darian Jones.
2: Uh, so we have McKee.
0: Hi. McKee
2: in the house. And I was just giggling because I just found out that Marquis is um, a 007 ballroom dancer and was asking about their history as a spy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, Used to be with that the, so the house of Ada. Maybe some background. Yeah, you some background. Can we, we tell we people ask. who you are? Yeah. Absolutely. So
1: I'm Marquee. Um I'm a musician. Um, I uh, started. Let's see. I moved to Portland like in 2015, and I was dancing in companies. I was dancing for this company called Nonsense, and then a company called uh, Eleven. And uh, sort of like that's kind of where I. Met a lot of people and was just like kind of met my people and like where I wanted to like engage in the community and uh, I really wanted to uh, learn a lot about Vogue and so there are a lot of people who were also trying to, you know, uh, get a lot of a lot more knowledge in the Vogue scene and so I just linked up with them and Daniel Hiron was one of those people and so I learned a lot from them and they have this house called House of Ada. And I was in that Mm -hmm. house for a little bit. And then I started, you know, um, really trying to get back into music and focus on that. And so I kind of backed out of that for a little bit. And then now I'm just doing my music, focusing on my music, writing, but still engaging in the community, but just not a part of a house. And so that's where when you're not in a house in the ballroom scene, they call it a 007. So
2: so there wasn't like a huge showdown no nothing sh- fun, no I was disappointed I'm, about that no there there's... wasn't like a vogue off and they were like <laughs> and no you won, and then somebody was ashamed and then you like snapped your way out of the room no Shamed I wish sucks.
1: it would I wish it was that dramatic truly <laughs> <laughs> there was no showdown oh, okay. um <laughs> you, can, you can tell us can tell <laughs> I sure would <laughs> if there was I sh- would let you know <laughs> okay. um no I just wanted to really focus on music and also just learn more about music and the ball scene on my own and like just really where I want to wanted to place myself and so now being a musician but also like you know still being a part of the growing ballroom scene in Portland is really great and to have this sort of like neutral you know Perspective from everything, but I still go to the balls every now and again. And
2: so, do you have to get jumped bit. into a house? <laughs> and <laughs> and then, like, I saw it, an article no. about <laughs> amazing today I
1: online. Uh, Karen i you a
2: look. No, no. like, amazing. like you show up and I don't know. There's like this extreme voguing. I Pokemon. mean,
0: maybe Pokemon in a sense, I feel happened. like
1: I <laughs> when someone recruits you for a house, they definitely like see something in you. And there's definitely like, you know, you got to pay your dues to get in the house, like maybe go to a ball and win, like walk a category and win. And that's how, you know, oh okay. OK, all right, now you can come or, the you know, the maybe the house mother or father sees something or see, sees you do something and they're like oh that's the one we want them oh to goodness. join you Sounds know like a
2: lot of pressure i, I mean, was thinking maybe i could do it in my spare time but i don't know <laughs> you
0: could you um, really could
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> i like to garden too much voguer you know. by <laughs> nine <night. laughs> it could you be a voguer right <laughs> now i am a voguer by nine okay <laughs>
0: Man. I'm a vogue on Snapchat. You are yes. a Yes, Snapchat Vogue. You, no, you are a vogue on Snapchat. Give me that Snapcode. Snap I want to see.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Darian's got his own house. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> house of Noirad.
0: House of Noirad. <laughs> if <laughs> you get the wordplay, it's Darian backwards.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh my gosh.
0: Give it to me. Follow me.
2: Give I'm it to me. I'm blushing over here. It's the here. Oh, my gosh. You all are great. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. Yeah, I, how do we even follow that up? We went to I Holy just got Spirit.
0: a message from one of our listeners, if know. we're interested. Yeah, yeah. What I'm always interested in our listeners, just so everyone knows. Um, well, they have a question, and they're posing it. Um, it's really like a statement, and um, I guess it's really directed towards you, Marquis, <gasps> since you're someone who is actively in the service industry. Okay. And um, it's. I'm not sure if it's really requesting feedback mm-hmm. or comment, what kind of commentary, but please feel free to provide it. Um, So they've stated that as a femme person, um, servers a lot of the times are super passive and dismissive of them um, and will completely cater to other more masculine people um, Mm -hmm. that they're with Mm -hmm. instead of actually acknowledging that they're... um, Present and so, um, they're ch- th- this person says that, you know, <laughs> I love this because I haven't heard the gag is yes! and I love that <laughs> the gag Speak is is that, um, they're the one who chooses where to go and always decides like the tip amount. And it's super annoying that the service industry is dismissive of people who are fun presenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's pretty that's real, very real.
2: I could go on about that, but it sounded like it was directed toward marquee in the service industry, so I will acquiesce. I mean,
1: I have experienced that as, like, a customer as well, and especially Mm. a femme of color being, like, you know, dismissed all the time, whether it be at a restaurant or just, you know, where any sort of, like, social setting, Mm -hmm. like, anywhere. So I definitely feel that very deeply. I I know for me as a server, uh, that's also a femme, I have also witnessed other servers other like you know whether like however they are presenting usually more masculine servers uh, mistreating femmes or people of color Mm. in front of me and it's always a problem (laughs) cause like wherever I'm at whether it be in the workplace or just like day to day I don't play when it comes to like disrespect towards femmes especially femmes of color because that's violent (laughs) and so i just i'm always like the one to say something and even like if it's me as a customer my mom like because i i I reference my mom a lot because we go out to eat a lot (laughs) but together (laughs) but um i am always the one to just like pop off and my mom will be like like pinching me like stop you know why are you doing that but i just don't have any sort of like Filter when I when that like level of disrespect has like been breached, and mm-hmm. so I totally uh feel that kind of like pain of being dismissed or disregarded or just like given less service and attention when you're paying when you're also a mm-hmm. paying customer somewhere, mm-hmm. it's c- completely unfair.
2: That reminds me of what we were talking about during the last pitch break in terms of when there's a um. You know, let the hosts seat you sign, mm, and mm-hmm. how I was talking about. Uh, I think most would say I can femme present it, just d- d- depends on like how I'm feeling getting dressed that day, but it can be really uh, boyish. But I've totally noticed, like, and have seen it, and also friends in the service industry that can attest. Now, being from presenting, you get looked over, and mm. I, as an environ, I get really irritated with that. like don't judge these agender pretty clothes I'm wearing, and then I open my mouth, or I'll just march right over to the table that I want. Mm -hmm. I don't really give a care, Mm -hmm. and make it really clear like, if you wanna talk to you guys the pants in this situation, it's going to be Mm. me. Like don't just judge just based off of my long asymmetrical hairdo, Mm -hmm. but it's a real thing, and I feel like it circles back to that chick with the drink I was talking about at the top of the show, where she was just like, you look really passive, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm just tired.
4: (laughs) Because I'm yeah. fighting
2: to not be passive all the time. But totally. And um, and see it, too, where, I like, you know, say I'm picking up the check or something. Like, it's the more what interpreted mask people who are, they get the check. And then I really enjoy seeing the look on their faces when it's like me, who's actually
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> in those mm. situations,
2: who's paying, you know. But but it's so very true. It's, like, it's just gross. Makes me angry. Truly. Irritable. Distraught. <The strut>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all all stress, right yeah it's terrible yeah exactly I just uh, it's exhausting to have to um, you know I don't want to when I go out and I don't think anybody fem presenting like wants to do the extra work like when we're going out Mm -hmm. it's to get The heck away from all of that. And yet, even like a simple cocktail, and it really infuriates me that no one, I don't think anybody ever really thinks about it, turns into like a really big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I Mm -hmm. even just like brace myself when I go in, like, okay, like I've curated places that I like to go. Sometimes I don't care. Um, Like, i mean i don't make a lot either but like i will pay for those nine dollar cocktails if like they're consistent yeah (laughs) and i know i'm not gonna get a lot of crap you know or fair to midland crap about that you know um you know and i wondered you know must be nice to not have to deal with that (laughs) you know um Yeah, and just, you know, anyway. Yeah, I (laughs) digress.
3: We have 30 Uh, seconds. I know, there's 30 seconds to next, and
2: I feel like I want to respond.
0: I mean, it's also interesting, too, because um, I wouldn't say I'm the most masculine-presenting person, but I would definitely say I'm pretty Mm mass-passing. And... It's odd approval. for me. What was that?
2: I was nodding my approval.
0: Oh, good. good. Approval nod, just so y'all yeah. know. Um, and as for me, it's it's really interesting how I'll go out with friends who are like femme presenting and people will like bring me the check and will like bring it <laughs> to me and like Put this like weird stigma around like just what they perceive happening Mm -hmm. in this platonic relationship (laughs) and um it's interesting how like violent that is in our culture and how that's just one thing you have to kind of combat as a queer person Mm -hmm. and it's something we don't actually get to really acknowledge because it's so deeply insidious that you can't really look at it um and gosh that's such a deep statement and you know we gotta take y'all off right now to help you understand why you got a tip you know, it's tip right. Kibu.
2: We didn't really necessarily plan this. That it's a tipping uh, show. But tip, about, but tip K-Boo. Back to Emma Lugo.
3: Hmm. Yes, yeah, so we're back here in um, Pledge Central, and uh, we just want to talk to you for about three minutes here about why it's important to give to K-Boo. Um, You know, shows like Cutie Pac Talk. Uh, you listen to programs like this because you want to go deep inside of a an important issue, and you want to hear things that you may not hear anyplace else in town. And uh, we can do that because of your membership support. Your contributions provide the resources for us to be on the ground each and every day. So I hope that you'll join me, Emma, and the thousands of people who support KBOO every day. If you go online to kboo.fm or call us at 877-500-5266, right now is a great time to give. We've got some people down here just uh, enjoying some great snacks that have been donated to us by the community, and we're ready to take your call. We're almost half to our membership goal drive it's really exciting Um, you know this membership drive is going until the 28th and uh it's it's amazing we're almost halfway there so i'm I'm really excited about that Um, i want to tell you about our special prize today um you know every day we have a daily uh, a daily prize so if you become a member now and uh you can be entered to to win a prize. Today's drawing gets you an experience that you can share with your friends. You'll win a private party gift certificate for 10 people from Eastside Distilling in Portland. We're offering a new prize every day of the drive. Call 877-500-5266 now to be entered for a chance to win or to go to kboo.fm for rules and restrictions. Uh, you know, Kboo is just such a great service to our community. It brings you these great shows like Cutie Pock Talk, uh, right now they're talking about, uh, you know, femme presenting people in the community and assumptions that people make uh, about that. They're, they're going into issues that really, really matter to a lot of people and they probably matter to you. That's probably why you're listening to Cutie Pock Talk right now because you care about this issue. You care about KBU. So if you could just give, uh, you know, if you just give like one hour. A month of whatever you earn like for me i make about twelve dollars an hour so for me that'd be 144 dollars. that seems like a lot but when you break it up into just once a month it's not so bad and really it's not that i mean one hour's wages is is a lot is a lot to give but it's also it, it means a lot too i mean if you can give that to kbu it really makes such a difference to us because every person who gives to K-Boo, uh pushes us closer and closer to our goal. And we're in our 49th year. We've got uh, next year is our 50th year. We're having a big celebration and we want to get to our 50th year and we want to get to 50 more years beyond that. But we have to do that one day at a time. So if you can give to KBU right now, give us a call at 877-500-5266. If you care about programming like QDPOC Talk, um, if you listen to the Queer Programming Block because you really want to support the queer community if you want to know what's going on with the queer community Um, if you listen to KBU because you care about community give us a call right now Uh, you know if you can just give ten dollars a month this is a great time to do it Um, and uh, we're going to go back to cutie pock talk so just again if you give us a call 877-500-5266 we will uh, we'll wait for your call right now thank you and we're back. Ring, 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 ring.
2: The phones are ringing. You love us. You really love us. <laughs> we believe up. in you,
0: Portland. Show All us you love us name. with yes, your money. Tip <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Please tip <laughs> K the longest running community it radio is. in yep. the nation.
2: 50 years. Call you call, 50 can years. be
0: a sustaining donor. And I'm just yeah. letting you know. I'm exactly. sure you just tell yeah, Support
2: shade, shady talks like this.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Support these <laughs> queer people of yes, color. Let's absolutely. be straight up about it. That's like, right. come on.
2: Darian, and I know you have to go. I, sadly,
0: pe- wow. I am, you know, you I'm got doing a very, this thing. make appointments I'm trying to take care of myself, y'all. You better. I gotta go. Well, the I subject
2: I... of tipping and self-care. Yeah, <laughs> it's self-care is a real thing. A and
0: I made some commitments that I have to keep, you know. Okay. I have a great person I talk to every week. <laughs> and they're like, you gotta make this commitment and come back. And I'm like, I'll see
2: Great, you. just don't make it next time on a Tuesday. And I know, this was my own fault. So, month or whatever. QD Park <laughs>
0: Talk, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. I'm just leaving the show still going. So all right Darian just, out
2: Darian Bye. out all right it's just uh, me and Marquis now and I think we'd be fine I think I we got it this is I, I'm really kind of frightened though because Darian keeps me on task because all I want to talk about now is the the house of <laughs> that Vogue house
1: <laughs> what do you want to know no
2: we're here to talk about <laughs> tipping and throwing shade regarding that <laughs> whole situation <laughs> Um, I want to take this moment to tell our Cutie Pac listeners that um, we do check our messages a lot. We love hearing from everybody out there. That um, so we have a question for you: like, do you tip, or in the words of Darian, do you fall into the pond of the white allies? Dun, dun. And that's a really complex <laughs> hot button. So message us, um, Cutie Pac Talk on Facebook. We're easy to find. Um, and we'll like address those questions when we're on the next time. We'll also probably answer them when we check our our Facebook mail but um yeah, yes. but uh where were we leaving off? we were leaving off about like not getting seats in the restaurants because yes. like white dudes and Masked people are coming in and getting more help with that. And then, femme taking a space, and femmes are left going, Yeah, this was supposed to be an escape for me. And now, this cocktail has become a political issue. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Am I the only one that feels away? No?
1: (laughs) No, not at all.
2: (laughs) It's making dating stressful, honestly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's another intersection. Truly, you, I don't know about you, but like, uh, when you're just trying to go out, and the person's like, "Well, where do you want to go?" and you're like, "They can't. Right? You
1: can't ask me that." Right.
2: That's right. I like how we both inhaled. Like that's exactly what we do. Like,
1: you can't ask well, me that
4: because
1: <laughs> I have a lot of uh, yeses and a lot of noes.
2: That's what I say. I'm like, do you know? Well,
1: I had an ex of mine to try and to take me to like the most like hetero white places oh, all the time. No. Like the trap.
2: <laughs> uh, they were trying
1: to take me to the trap, and I just be like, "Well, they
2: were trying to be cool. I'm like, why oh, am I here? Baby, no, <gasps> no, <laughs> baby, no. <laughs> if there's anybody white out there trying to date Never somebody, take of, don't take them of color to the trap. To the trap. No. Or
1: what's the one over? Oh, on um, Miss the Rambler. Oh God.
2: Oh my God. If I had a time for a friend <laughs> or somebody who was wanting to be more than <laughs> friend I was like, I know this great place called the Rambler. I was like, No, no. I."
1: absolutely cuss someone out there for just for staring staring i hate being stared at like
2: just staring like the good old-fashioned i'm leering at you i I have bad words my
1: favorite thing to ask people when they stare at me when i'm like in public is how can i help you
2: (laughs) you're so nice i what do you need i don't say it quite as nice i'm like can i help you (laughs) (laughs) Or the gold-fashioned, is there a bug on me?
1: Oh, my
4: gosh. (laughs) What is it that you need?
2: Yeah, I I feel like this tipping issue is complex with that because I've been in many... And this goes back to the class thing where, um, you know, I try to suss out people who also like crap beer like I do. (laughs) I mean, I do like great cocktails, but I'm really, like, practical is the word I like to Mm -hmm. call it. But you do get a lot of that word. This ties into the whole, like, you should expect... To be in a certain uh, class bracket, you mm-hmm. should be prepared for that. You should be prepared to want to go to these places that cater to that. And I feel like in the realm of so-called peacocking, mm-hmm. when you're jading somebody and you know fanning your feathers, that that comes up a lot. Like, come to the Rambler, or come to these places where um, the drinks are overpriced and crappy, and mm-hmm. people are going to treat you like a commodity. Um, In the name of looking good,
4: Mm, mm.
1: (laughs) you know,
2: (laughs) Yeah, and that brings up all the issues you've been talking about. Like, okay, like for, you know, uh, I think what we didn't get to talk about is like a lot of us, you know, worked, have worked, are working in service, various fields of service, Mm -hmm. um, all kinds, you know. And so we're to, to be either just trying to relax or on a date or with friends and then to have somebody expect from you half of you know or a quarter of your pay for just dressing nice is incredibly mm-hmm. insulting. Very. And then you know and then your friend or your date or something is looking at you like
1: well why aren't you going to
2: why aren't you going to or like what's the matter mm-hmm. and it's like okay now i'm on the spot so i can't be well you took me to a really classist racist place um, <laughs> and they're good right
1: i've start. i'm about I to mean, start saying but that. i'm i'm
2: actually that i've gotten pretty good about <clears throat> indi- like figuring out whether somebody would do that but like i'll straight up say that like well I don't look at know. where we are look where we are i'm like you haven't <laughs> thought about it like yeah, I go on like even in the whole I like I'm proposing today. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. Let's <laughs> let's talk about like how's that gonna work, right? Anyway, Kyle's looking at me like it's time for a bedroom. <laughs> it is okay we'll come back to this back to emma
3: <laughs> great we're over here in uh, membership central we have lots of people here ready to take your phone calls um so i hope you'll give them a call right now and keep them busy the number here is 877-500-5266 we've got some great food here that's just been brought in and uh, lots of really happy people and uh, I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about why you should give to KABU and what Kebu means to me and what it, what it might mean to you. But first I want to mention they were just talking about you know spending half of their they're just talking about like how you know getting dressed and spending money on clothing and stuff like that and um, I just want to tell you that uh, there's a great gift right now at Kabu here that if you wanted to give us a little bit of money uh, you don't have to go to a store to to get this you don't have to go shopping all you have to do is give to Kabu um, if you give just ten dollars a month that's a um, hundred and twenty dollars a year which uh... for for most people is at least uh... just a minimum one hour income or it might be more Um but if you can give just one hour uh... a month of your income um, you know whatever that amounts to like if it's ten dollars a month and you want to get dressed up real nice we've got this higher being t-shirt it's really great um, there's there's several of them right here uh... just hanging on the wall they look great and this would be something that you could wear out you know if you're gonna go out and have some fun and you want to show that you support KBOO and that you're proud of K-boo, um, that's the higher bean t-shirt and that's for ten dollars a month but if you really want to go out in style um, I know that everybody in Portland loves wearing black hoodies because I see black hoodies everywhere actually actually I've got a black hoodie on right now um, but anyways I know people love their black hoodies and we have the KBOO hoodie which uh, will keep you warm all winter. I know that the rains just started, so you might want to get dressed up. Uh, and, but you might want to wear something warm to keep you uh, keep you dry from the rain. And you know, we've got the Kebu hoodie for twenty-five dollars a month. That's a uh, minimum pledge Uh, you can stay warm in your KBU hoodie wrap yourself up in community radio love so again give us a call at 877-500-5266 that's 877-500-5266 and um you know, I just want to talk about this programming. Uh, the, this is the queer programming block and um, how important it is to have these voices, how important it is to have queer voices because, you know, Portland is like a super queer town. I mean, it is so queer. It's like everywhere you go, there's queer people. And I know that you're listening right now to KBOO. I know you are. You you go to Pride. You Maybe you come to Trans Pride. You go out around town to the clubs. Uh, you might spend a little bit of money. And right now we're asking you to spend some money on K-boo. Um I know that this is programming that you, you listen to because you want to hear about voices. Like uh, I know a couple of weeks ago we had on uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Pagan, who uh, is an amazing organizer, uh, was on a couple of shows talking about how we need to... Take the corporation out of pride, and how pride has become so corporate. And Alyssa is an amazing queer trans person of color, amazing speaker. And having people like Alyssa on KBO just means so much. Right now, we've got on some great programming with Cutie Pop Talk, and uh, you know issues that you cannot hear about every day. If you turn on like Fox News or some crazy thing, you know you're not going to hear anything like this. But this is real. This is our real community. And so that's why, if you can give us a call right now, our number is 877-500-5266. It's kboo.fm. And, uh, you know, if you can just give right now, this is a a great time to give. We're almost halfway to our goal. Our goal for this pledge drive is $105,000. And uh, help us, you know, get over that hill because, um, you know, we are just doing so great right now. Everybody's really working hard here at KBOO. It's Pledge Drive. Things are really exciting. And I know that you, you listen to k because k Kebu matters. It's a voice that matters in your community. Uh, we have almost 5,000 members, and I hope that you will become one of them today. We have lots of gifts. We have lots of things that we can tempt you with, if you want to give. Uh, you could give almost. You could even, if you wanted to give a lot, you could even give $2,000, and we've got a gift for you if you give $2,000. That's dinner and a show with Amy Goodman. Now I know a lot of people aren't going to give $2,000. I couldn't give $2,000. That's like a huge part of my like. Income, but I know that some people listening to Kibu right now could give that. And if you can, you know, give what you can afford to give. I mean, if you can afford to give two thousand dollars, maybe you should. I mean, for me, I know I could afford to give like about a month. That's about what I can afford. So, you know, but that's $144. I mean, that's great. If every person who's listening in KBU gave just a little bit right now, that would push us way over our pledge drive goal. So give us a call right now. It's 877 500 5266. That's 877 500 5266. And I know that you want to give to KBU because KBU matters to you. It matters to me. It matters to so many people here in Portland. It's such a great community institution. It's something that we all love and we all really value it. So go online. If you've you've already given, maybe you could give a little bit more. If you've never given, this is a great time to do it. Uh, And now we're going to go back to Cutie POC Talk uh, and close out the show. So thank you so much, and please give us a call right now. Yes. oh we're
2: back we're back we're back thanks Emma you're so awesome um, yeah tip us tip tip us. Tip, K-Boo, tip, tip, K-Boo. tip queer people of color if you love this show we were going to drop our Venmo should be
1: oh my god <laughs> on oh, this free dating advice
2: uh, don't, yeah we're, we're, I was just thinking god we're sure giving it away tonight darn, I don't know does that make me complicit with we're, the white allies oh I'm god. just like <gasps> I know I was like oh, oh no I should have, have said. never said that about the traps thing because if they already I mean like oh no I've given them a leg up sorry right <laughs> darn it sorry me and my mouth. It's all good. However, if you want to pay for that, it's a dollar sign. I'm more shots. There you go.
1: <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> Drop Cash it. Up. Okay. <laughs> no free
4: labor. <laughs> That's right. The
2: marquee Feel free to get in here. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> shy, shy. <laughs> so we were talking uh, during the break. We've just got a few more minutes. It pains me so much I that know, we're wrapping up. but it went by so quick. We were talking about getting dressed up. And then going
1: yes okay so to,
2: thing, to restaurants and then getting still terrible service yeah
1: going to a nice restaurant you put on the bomb outfit the shoes maybe even a soft beat and the service is terrible and the expectation is you are still are supposed to tip and then sometimes say you go to this same nice fancy place with multiple people and sometimes it's an automatic like gratuity once it's a party of so yeah. many people. And then, so what if you do that and the service is garbage Right. and you're, now you don't even have a choice about how much you tip because it's embedded in your You're tainted. (laughs) There's been
2: days I come home from those get togethers and I shower extra hard. Like just the classism just makes me feel awful. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, at that point it's like, what are you paying for? True. Which goes back to the whole entitlement, which I feel like goes back to so much, which is like... Racism and classism, like feeling entitled to just have whatever you want to have yeah. because you showed up. Absolutely, and you're like,
1: paying for this, like, this idea, this like look of this place and this quote-unquote service that you didn't even get. And I've been places that are may maybe fancy, maybe not, but off top, like we were t- talking about earlier, is like, soon as I walk in, I catch that look from yeah. either patrons or people working. And me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a fire sign rising, so off top, I'm just like, don't look at me that way. <laughs> head, snap, head will turn 360. Right, <laughs> anyway, or I'll just walk out. Because it's, it's totally unfair when you're going somewhere and you're spending your money to be treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's also unfair when you're working in a place and patrons treat you like garbage. So I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are also servers in you know the service industry who feel entitled to tips when maybe they didn't deserve it. And there are also patrons who feel entitled to treat servers a certain way, especially servers of color. And um, that's, I, I was saying earlier, how I've kind of like re-evaluated working in the service industry because of that. Like, I could go on about some of the experiences I've had from white patrons in the service industry. And where I'm at right now in my mind and, like, where we are in the world, it's caused me to, like, not... Like, the thought of working a ser- like a serving job scares the crap out of me because I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. You know, people... There's like this veil that comes over people when they walk in somewhere and are, they're expecting to be served that the way that they treat people and their common decency mm-hmm. towards human beings just goes out of the window <clears throat> and they just talk to you and treat you any sort of way. And that I just can't do. Right, kind
2: of abide. A lot of us cannot abide by Absolutely that. and not. it's Right, like there's not a lot of black people in the hipster establishments right you know but then like we've been talking about those type of establishments and the you know and how patrons who are of color are getting treated in them and Mm -hmm. just the complexities there so it's exhausting and uh, problematic I think is the Mm -hmm. diplomatic term for that we were also talking about um, the nefariousness of point of sale systems. Um, oh yeah! and that, well, maybe not. We shouldn't blame the point of sale systems. They're just robots that were created. But in the restaurants who are
1: how they're used now they're used. How they're but you go in there and you darling. just have,
2: <laughs> which ties back into your like uh, comment about groups and gratuity, where you go in with like a party of five or six more, and then they like, well, we have to split the checks. We don't. No parties. You know, no mm-hmm. more than two credit cards or debit cards and at that point it's like okay so when i first started encountering that i was like oh my gosh like that means we're gonna now have to ask each other or hope right who got it who got it <laughs> you know and you know how it goes then you get like five more friends that show up and then you have like a party of like 10 right and then you're like okay well which one of us two people can float all this that's so
1: loud to me i've never really like Because my thing is, okay, so you have this policy, you know, no more than two credit cards. But how are you going to get your money if (laughs) so-and-so, these two people that have the cards, don't have the money? Like, how are you going to get your money?
2: (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree that... I feel like that is some sort of also like... Mm,
2: classes, I'm right. Only yeah. two credit cards. There's been restaurants I like, go, oh, I don't go back. Well, not just me. I was just like, that was kind of irritating. And yeah. and then we have to like get out dough and somebody has to go to a debit, machi- debit ATM or whatever. And get the, Here's the $18 I owe you for the dinner or whatever, you know, or...
1: Cash me that. Cash me that. My por- I'll cash you my right, portion.
2: That's just... So, so the moral of the story is...
1: <laughs> Act right. <laughs> Do right. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, act right, do right. Um, Dates, think about where you're taking your people.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Yes. Please.
2: Mindfulness. You don't have to go to those yoga classes for mindfulness.
0: You
1: sure don't. (laughs) You
2: sure don't. Not even.
0: The time is 6.57 and you're listening to KBOO Portland. Coming up next is Hard Knock Radio news and views from a hip-hop perspective.
2: KBOO is in this year's Willamette Week Give Guide. KABU has inspired and supported communities for nearly 50 years. You were an important part of this work, and your gift to KBOO builds fiercely just, creative, and independent radio. Join your friends and neighbors in supporting KBOO in the Give Guide. It's easy and secure. Help us make our $18,000 goal before December 31st. Go to the giveguide.org website and find Kabu in the creative expression section. And as always, thank you for your support of KBU.
1: Hey Kabu listeners, this is Nick Deasy and thank you for tuning in to Keeping It Real. Every first Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m., and every fifth wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m members like yourself are what keeps this great show going if you are not a member now you can become one by going to kboo.fm thank you for tuning in <laughs>
0: afrogalactic
1: chicano cherokee yo what's up this is bigger brother los from company of profits
0: crew right now you're knocking where it's hard hard knock radio for y'all
4: this is Danny Glover, and I want you to listen to what I listen to, Hard Knock Radio. But this ain't your boy; this your brother, Ice Life.
0: Mm-hmm. And this M1 International, RBG
4: all day, baby. Hard Knock Radio. Word up from four to five. Check it out, y'all. Can
3: I be the one to bring you joy?
4: What's up, y'all? This is Lettucey with Hard Knock Radio. David D, Hard Knock Radio, hanging out with you this afternoon. On the phone line with us is somebody who's no stranger to our airwaves. We've had him on, but we haven't had him on in a while. His name is Paul Porter. He's a former uh, music executive, a program director, and more importantly, an activist. Uh, We knew Paul when he was heading up an organization called Industry Ears, which was an organization that was really designed to bring an insider's perspective To the fight around media consolidation And violations that we were seeing Within the mainstream media He now heads up another uh, Outlet called uh, Rap Rehab And he's just written a book Called Blackout My 40 years in the music business So uh, Paul, welcome to the show And how are you? Man, I'm good, man Long time, man Glad to reconnect Yes, sir You, um have been talking about putting this book out for a while. It was initially going to be called the GOP Gangster v- gangsters of programming. Talk about the basis of this uh, book and really what it, what you wanted to uh, shed light on. Well, well,